Welcome to Where's the News, the best podcast around that is not funded by the university to get your news and arts and entertainment and sports. We're glad that you could join us today. Fellas, how's it going? Uh, it's going. I have a video to edit after this. I have to record a package. Humans of RMU, finally happening. Read all about it at the end of this episode. And Garrett, what, what is Humans of RMU? I'll explain that towards the end of the episode when we go over everything. But Humans of RMU, we go around, we talk to people. We find the cool people on campus, you know. Those, like, interesting people. They do something interesting, new, fresh. I believe we're going to be working on one as a collaborative effort between two editors. However, should I be the one to break the news? Uh, yeah, Garrett, I feel like you're probably the one who can let them down. I'll do it. You'll do it? I'll do it. Nick here, host of this, not host, co-host of this show. We, we have... <sighs> big shot bad news. It's the only way to put it. Dang it. A big shot Dang. and a big loss. Big, big shot Bob will not be here tonight. Big shot, Bob. It was a work commitment, yeah. so we understand. No ill will. He'll no be on the show in two weeks, shot, according Bob. to Big John. He, yeah, he is. Uh, he's still joining us, but alas, not this week. But hey, good things come to those who wait. Yes, except for the, with chicken, because chicken's better while it's hot. I, I'm glad there was silence after that, because that's <laughs> what you deserved. How you doing, Nick? You know... If I said I was good, I'd be lying to everyone in this room. And I like you guys, so I'm not going to be a liar. <laughs> you know, we've been better, but, you know, things like where's the news are things that get me through the bad days, so let's have a good show today, boys. All right. I like that. Well spoken. Well that's, spoken. That's, that's the kind of inspiration that I need today. I'm tired, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes on my end. I feel like it's up wait. to Nick and Garrett to Everything this week can be summed up. In two words, Kobe Corona. Kobe Corona. <laughs> and I guess we'll Anne should have K. been in there. But, yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go since it's like a sport? Yeah, I, I think yeah. we should start with that. Obviously, this happened the very next day after we recorded last week's episode, so that's why we didn't touch upon it. You're looking at me. Kobe died on a Sunday. We record on Thursdays. I was thinking of the Antonio Brown stuff. Anyway. Okay. um, Yeah, so this happened pretty recently. I thought my days were mixed up. (laughs) Pretty recently after we recorded that episode, which is why it hasn't been addressed yet. And by now, it's probably a little bit old, but naturally, we have to talk about it. So, uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and seven others passed away in a helicopter crash on Sunday. Now I'm forgetting what day it happened. It kind of shook the whole sports world, shook me up a bit. I really, Kobe Bryant is one of the reasons I like played basketball. I was never good at it. <laughs> I was very mediocre and average, but you know, he's one of the reasons I even picked up a basketball and started playing because I had no interest in basketball till like third grade ish. So, I mean, for someone that so many sports fans like idolized growing up, I think it was kind of like, wow, like, you know, th- this is real life sort of thing. 
like we grow up watching these people and you know think they're going to be around forever and they will be in like spirit and in memory but physically they're not here and i feel like a lot even society kind of has that feeling of you know we're invincible and stuff and then for kobe to die in such a tragic way i think kind of brought a lot of people back to earth and it was shocking i mean obviously the night before he was congratulating lebron james for passing him on the all-time leading scorers list and saying you know he's looking forward to what else he would do in his career and stuff and uh then sunday tmz reported that he died in a helicopter accident and that turned out to be true unfortunately and it gets more upsetting with every detail that you find and hear about it kobe explaining why he takes a helicopter because he wants to see his kids more and be able to get around faster so he can see them more him and his wife having a pact where they never fly in a helicopter together in case it crashes you know the fact that his daughter died in that crash a whole family almost died minus two siblings so that's you know awful for them and you know a couple other kids died and i mean it's it's gets more grim with every detail you find out and it really goes to show you that you know we have to appreciate every moment we have even if it's in you know the smaller things and i think it was a real eye opener for a lot of people and I think almost society as a whole, because Twitter for like the first three days after it happened was just all Kobe related, and it still kind of is. And it seems like a lot of people are, you know, changing their philosophies on things and things of that nature, you know, being appreciative, you know, writing wrongs that have been made in the past and stuff. But when things like this happen, people say that, and a month later, everything's back to normal, and we forget about how we felt and, you know, the immediate aftermath of what happened. And I, for one, really hope that things actually do change for the better because everything that people have been saying is things I completely agree with, you know. I think as a society, we're all what's happening next, what's happening next, what's happening next, and we don't really think about what's happening now and making the most of what's happening now. Like, I'm already looking forward to things happening, you know, months from now. And I mean, we're all going to have those feelings, but it's like I'm yearning for them to get here quicker instead of saying, how can I make today the best day possible? How can I make tomorrow the best day possible? Instead of looking, you know, hours and minutes ahead, we're looking months and years ahead. And I think as a society, that's kind of the wrong way to go about doing that. Nick, I honestly don't think that there's anything to add there because I think you summarized it perfectly. I think that's, that's the main takeaway for me, at least for this uh for this incident i'm not a big basketball guy so i I didn't grow up watching kobe or anything like that Not to completely kill the mood Mm. but what is the average number of times you think in a year because you're tall that someone asks you if you've played or currently play basketball uh way too many but i always tell them no because i can't jump i'm uncoordinated uh nick's seen me play sports before it's a sight to be yeah (laughs) but we We'll get into that later with the football. Oh, there's a reason I don't play sports. I, I, I was that kid who they'd throw a ball at and they'd, he'd fall in gym class. Granted, I learned how to fake fall so that they wouldn't pass the ball to me because I didn't want to be involved in gym class. <laughs> Believe it or not, like, there's a whole story with a kid breaking his face. One day I'll tell that on Worse Than News. Yeah. How you break your entire face, I don't know. <laughs> how you do it in gym class off of a door, even worse. My uh, my philosophy on why I don't play basketball whenever anyone asks me is I always say, when I jump up in the air, you couldn't slide a piece of paper under my feet. 
That's good. I yeah, like that. I, I, I don't know if I've heard of that before or I, if you made that up, but regardless, it's good. I don't know if I got that from somewhere or if I made it up. I don't think I did. That's too clever for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has seen me play football, though. He's we, an uh, honest man. We had a little pickup game like two weeks ago. and I uh, Indeed, we did. I was one of the star performers. The John Blinn run play is a mean play. They said we're going to hand the ball to John, and they handed the ball to John. And my goodness. I think I ran it in, didn't I? It's tough to bring no. down a man who's a you know, giant oak tree <laughs> amongst tiny little plants of human beings. You know? Saprolings. Garrett, you should play football with us sometime. He should play Minecraft with us sometime. I, I, I do need to play Minecraft. Uh, John was asking me to play Minecraft. Spoiler, we're going to start a YouTube channel soon, and we're going to play Minecraft and talk to people. Did John tell you about that? Yeah. I'm down to do a Minecraft. I'm down to do I'm down to make a whole YouTube channel of us just doing random things and people go, "Wow, this is cool." It, it, like Stranded Part 2. Stranded but with more news and movie elements. Yeah. I yeah. like it. A little a little bit abroad. And I mean, where's the news? Could always send a representative. What are you talking about? Mr. Hedrick, don't you have some uh, sports news about a certain race? Oh, oh, baby. Well, in case you're new, I, in addition to working for Robert Morris University Century Media, um, I started a blog where we write professionally, and now we have a, a professional sports. I wouldn't call us professionals just yet. Uh, where we write professional sports and things of that nature, and we are trying to, no pun intended, rev up our YouTube channel. And... We're going to have the Stranded Sports 500, which is a go-kart race, which is definitely not going to be 500 miles because we're not that athletic. And uh, we're going to... Athletic, like, in a car? I mean, racing cars competitively is difficult. There's a lot of... You need a lot of strength and endurance. I mean, they lose a lot of weight doing that. They sweat so much. You know, your arms are probably like noodles when it's done. Because, you know, the resistance and things of that uh, nature. So, I mean, they're definitely athletes. And, like, a lot of them are, like, they go on endurance runs and stuff, too, to train. So, I mean, it's definitely athletic. And I think that's what makes me so mad when people crap on, you know, auto and motorsports. But, I mean, Terry Bradshaw did kill Dale. No, no, no. No. (laughs) I don't know if that's one (laughs) we should get into we'll leave that one lie that'll be a youtube video a conspiracy i like that a poor conspiracy but a conspiracy nonetheless i'll I'll put some eerie music over it however that race is going on why don't you continue with the sports what's going on stranded wise we're changing up the order today garrett yeah i wanted to change up the order listen oh what gives you the right Uh. to change the order like this because the any topics are you better. Know, people for the are end. probably comfortable with where's the news. The way we just. I ease think into people things. are going to go, whoa, a curveball. Zooey mama. <laughs> I also want to bring the A and E topics last because they're more discussion heavy and Come here, we, big have limited, <laughs> we, ha- we have limited. We have limited time in this room. Okay, fair and enough. I know for a fact some of the Grammy winners are going to get people angry. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Not not Nick. One of them's gonna a particular uh, girl. Uh-huh. Um, men's basketball is playing Bryant right now. They are towards the top of the conference. Is Robert Morse Bryant towards the bottom? I wagered on this game. Maybe, maybe not. 
I don't remember if I did, to be honest with you, because I kind of thought I wasn't allowed to bet on RMU because technically I know like insider stuff, kind of. I, I, no, actually, I want to call it insider. We write for them, but I don't think I know anything that would give me an advantage. So, yeah, that's not illegal. Um, women's track goes to Youngstown tomorrow. Ohio men's hockey goes all the way to Arizona to play Arizona State. Big game there. And then that's the final game of January, which is somehow already over. Track continues into Saturday. Men's lacrosse starts with two scrimmages against Seton Hill and then Denison. Those are both on Saturday. Men's basketball then hosts Central Connecticut State 1 p.m. on Saturday. Women's basketball will take the latter portion of that slate, which is intriguing because that never happens ever. So that's definitely cool. Women's ho- or Men's hockey excuse me, will play at 10.05 p.m against Arizona State as well. Nothing on Sunday. Women's hockey has the weekend off. J.C. Gebhardt, though, the new points leader all-time in Robert Morris women's hockey history. Very cool. I missed it. Um, I went to the Friday game, uh, game, not the Saturday game, and the Saturday game, of course, is when she did it. <laughs> so, Nick Luck. Well, Nick, obviously, while that's a big RMU sporting event, I believe this Sunday we will be having a, an even more exciting event yeah the australian open's gonna continue um <laughs> down in aussie land that kind of sounded british uh, 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 that kind of aussie land or... oh man okay uh regardless um yeah super bowl sunday coming up on sunday uh <laughs> sunday 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 oh, i was gonna say that um it. chiefs and the niners frankly i've barely watched the 49ers this year so i can't really comment that much on them uh the chiefs though a fun team i'm probably pulling for them hopefully they'll win this game i love patrick mahomes i love travis kelsey and yeah so hopefully they'll get the win but if not jimmy garoppolo seems like a cool guy so i won't be too upset if the 49ers win i think it's gonna be but you know the 49ers have a really good defense and the last time teams that had you know the best defense in the league played in the super bowl they won against one of the better offenses so that's that's gonna be interesting not gonna lie um so that'll be something to keep your eye on if you're listening to this but if it goes up before the super bowl so after the super bowl when you're listening to this um 308 (laughs) in concord if you want to come by that's where i'll be so wait to go with the super bowl i got a little bit of a i got got a real where's the news story okay let's hear it garrett go ahead garrett heinz was doing a special promotion for the super bowl Okay. If you bought a ticket expecting your team to go to the Super Bowl, which, granted, if you were rooting for the Steelers, you were stupid to buy your ticket that early. <laughs> and if Pittsburgh sports either go one way or the other, they were offering, we'll pay for your ticket. We'll, let, we'll send you anywhere you want to go. You can reschedule it, but to reschedule a flight, it takes $200. On average, like sometimes, you know, Southwest might do it cheaper or whatever. However, they had a very odd amount. They would pay $199.43 of it. Okay, that's odd. Why? You would have to pay the Heinz 57 to get where you wanted to go. Oh, my. It's so tongue-in-cheek. Oh, jeez. Oh. I'm glad me and John kind of had the same noise the come out there. The first place they <laughs> advertised it was Baltimore. Why Baltimore, not Pittsburgh? It's Heinz. Because the Ravens. 
I mean, that's a good it, point. It was kind of putting salt in the wound because they broke it there first. and like, That hurts, Heinz. Heinz likes to be. Heinz, who the hell do you think you are? Heinz can do whatever they want. They the Steel own, City's your town. They and you go to up. Baltimore to start your little 50-cent shenanigans out here. The Steelers were never, never going to make look, it. Look, look, I, I, won't, I won't argue that, right? But it's the, the audacity. I mean, Juju's not going to the Super Bowl, so what did he do? I'm going to do enter the Fortnite streamer bowl that's, <laughs> that's going on right now. Didn't he say to put him on his fantasy teams or on your fantasy team next year, even though we're... He said that this year. <laughs> we're not even that far. Uh, don't tell Mark Madden. Doesn't Mark Madden not like him? No, Mark Madden hates Juju. Yeah, he was going to start... He, call, he was starting to call him Juju... Juju Smith-Moncrief towards the end of the year. Oh, Moncrief was so bad. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't score like 18 touchdowns for the Patriots because I think they signed him after the Steelers let him leave. <laughs> also... In the end, right, when we're looking it at... It doesn't even matter. There we go. Oh, by the way, I have two ideas for our Instagram account. Follow us at Where's the News. I put my trust in you. Pushed as far as I can go. For all this, there's only one thing you should know. John, this is what you should know. <laughs> we are... I'm going to start three separate stories that we'll save up on the account, or at least roughly it's going to be more than three. I don't even know what this is, so <laughs> I'm as intrigued as you guys are. But just he, as a basis, it it's going to be three different sections. We're going to have an arts and entertainment stories. We're going to do news stories, and we're going to have sports stories. So basically just if we're out and about, we'll snag something that interests us, and we'll post it and save it to the account so you guys can see what we're seeing going on in the wonderful world of Where's the News. But two stories that I wanted to – put up along with the arts and entertainment one is what's where's the news listening to or we could call it where's the music and that will basically just be a collection of the music that we're listening to in where's the news we talk about diary of jane a lot we talk a lot about ozzy so maybe i'll share those and you know ah. if you want to look back and see what where's the news is listening to you could see that and then the second story oh, group yeah. playlist if you will that's going to go up is going to be a collection of all the songs nick sings throughout the show so i'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast are you about to link every one of those in like so like you know how half of them are diary of jane <laughs> <laughs> on instagram you can like you can share music through spotify and then put up like a little clip of it uh -huh. it'll just be that with all the songs you've sang that's incredible i can't put you singing it up on there but i mean you can always yeah. just go on my metal playlist to see what i'm listening to on my metal one. What I, a flex. I think we'll only put it on there if we talk about it in the show, but we'll see. Oh. We'll see what happens. I think it's a fun idea. Uh, look it up. It's called Metal as Heck. <laughs> Karen took the kids. <laughs> it, no, it, She Took the Kids is the Sad Boy Hours playlist. Oh, that's right. But it, unlike Michael Shuley's Sad Boy Hours, which is all kind of like rap, hip-hop, beats, and stuff. R&B. R&B. Uh, she Took the Kids is all dad rock. Oh, God. Right up Garrett's alley. And Big Michael. sad play this at my funeral is my sad playlist. <laughs> I just want Marvin's room on loop at my funeral. <laughs> I don't want a funeral. What is this song? <laughs> she Wants Money by Dominic Fike? I don't know what this song is. Anyways. Do we got any more sports? No, no. I, I've talked enough. I have a big interview after this episode. So Big interview. Not for you guys. Big. Listen to the Stranded Sports Podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to Stranded. Since they can actually... 
get interviews. We do have an interview. How about we move to news? Wow. Oh, wow. We're going to go to news. Oh, boy. Well, I think um, to start off the news segment, just for the sake of time, he is not with us today, but he was with me the other day. Matthew Kramer was among four RMU students to go to the Western Allegheny Library to help teach elementary school students about chemistry. And they were just sort of involving the RMU community with the local community, making an impact on those kids. I talked a little bit to him to get more on his experience there. So we're going to toss that interview in there right now. We will be right back. We are here with Matthew Kramer, who recently worked with some elementary school students in the area, RMU students sort of just going out and working with these younger students, teaching them about STEM in the industry. Matthew, how are you doing? I'm doing okay today. How are you doing? Good. So Matthew, you mentioned earlier to me that you were working in the pre-med stuff, I believe, correct? Correct. All right. So with that being said, obviously, that's a big part of the STEM field, and this was a chem day, I believe, right? Correct. So can you just tell me a little bit about how you took this knowledge and just taught the kids about what's going on? Kids, it's really good to introduce them when they're younger into these type of things. It's like in school, they teach them, you know, arithmetic and reading, but chemistry makes them think, how does something actually work or why does this work? And it's important to get kids asking these questions because that's part of the, the whole scientific idea is to ask questions and figure out how you're going to solve them. We presented them with pennies, and the pennies were dirty, and we wanted them to figure out, first hypothesize, which one of the five cleaning agents would actually clean the pennies. And it was interesting to see the kids, a lot of them were actually on the right track, even kids that were somewhere between three and probably 10 years old. It's, it was uh, a unique experience. We gave them coloring pages to try to figure out you know, the improvements that were made in the pennies so they can draw diagrams, and the older students were asked to make descriptions of these and to see if their hypotheses were right. There was uh, acidic properties, which we told them about pHs to get them, possibly they could Google things like that. And then with also explain why the soap didn't work to actually clean the pennies to the kids, that it was actually basic and it took the needed, uh, the pennies were coated oxidized copper and the acidic component with the hydrogen actually was what took oxidation off the pennies. And uh, some of the kids sort of got it. And um, it really feels good that when you did a question, ask them to raise their hands after it was all said and done, and th that they really grasped the concept, which made me extremely happy. I brought uh, two of my own kids there, um, Cyrus, who's nine, and Logan, who's seven, and um, they got to really enjoy the, uh, the uh, program we ran that day at the West Allegheny Library. In the future, we really want to uh, you know, run more of these events. So they have another one coming up at another library, I believe the Beaver Library. And it's going to be uh, with the same, same idea. The second thing they did was they did an experiment called elephant toothpaste. And they made a chemical reaction. It's sort of like a volcano using an acid in a base, but they put some dye in. But it bubbled a lot more, and the kids were very surprised uh, at the reaction. Um, at the end of the day, though, it was pretty funny. We promised them a big explosion, and we were going to do what they did on the 
a Miss America podcast. Um, Miss America did a talent this year where she did a chemical reaction that made a giant explosion of foam on stage. And we told all the kids, get back. And they're all excited. And we had the drum roll. Everybody's pounding on the table. And then it was just like nothing. But then we explained to them that that's science. And science is learning from what you did in the past and making adjustments. And, you know, I, I told my kids at this point in the car, like, remember, like, when we watched the movie Meet the Robinsons? And there's, like, about trying again, and that's the important part. And that was a really good lesson I think the kids learned that day, too. So, Matthew, I think that having your own kids definitely plays a, a big role in being able to educate other kids in, in today's world and in the local area. So I wanted to ask you to tell me a little bit more about how being a father sort of helped you educate these kids in particular and the impact that you hope to have on not only the kids that you're educating, but also your own kids. Maybe there's a lesson here that, hey, I'm able to teach other kids that sort of goes hand in hand with that. One thing that I've learned as a father and um, when dealing with other kids, and uh, Sarah, the lady that runs the program, is very nice, said I did quite well, is I, I look at the kids, I talk to them like they're more like a person and try to, instead of speaking down to them, I explain concepts in a more grown-up manner, but in a way that can still teach them. And then the most other important thing is patience and just observing what a kid needs. Like you watch one kid, you know he's struggling with uh, getting his gloves on, he's frustrating. You don't want him to feel left behind, so you watch over that other kid. Or you watch a, watch another kid, you know, trying to struggle to get something out of the glass. It's observation, and you know, kids feel like they're all being watched out for, and they all and you you really want them to have a good time, then they're gonna have a good time, and that engagement is like one of the most necessary things to being a good father and a good teacher is like caring about the project and caring about what you're doing and caring about the kids. So what does it mean to you? You mentioned sort of talking to with the kid who can't get his gloves on, right? What does it mean to you to be able to be there and support those kids in general? Being there, being able to support kids in general, it's, it's, I mean, they, they need nurturing, they need guidance. I mean, it's not just like putting a glove on, it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know if that was the best example to use. But I, we get what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they're the future, and I just feel like, you know, these type of events are really important because kids spend too much time glued to the screens. Um, it's a, it's addiction quality, like, uh, and getting them out of the house to actually engage with them and just them feeling like they're doing science and doing something that this could be an influence that could create something different in their future this could be like I don't want to be a youtuber I don't want to be <laughs> that's what I hear from my kids I don't want to be you know a video game player producer <laughs> they want to be a chemist you know and what's awesome as you can also tell them is chemistry is what changes the whole world if it weren't for chemistry there wouldn't be batteries in their cell phones there wouldn't be um, there wouldn't be computers. We wouldn't know anything about conductors. And it's, like, super interesting. They, they get, you know, you see their eyes light up, which is really cool in these situations. So it seems to me like your overall goal is to inspire these kids. Yeah. How do you feel that these future 
STEM days coming forward. You mentioned one at the Beaver Library. How do you feel that you can continue to do that for these students? Is there anything in mind in, in that you have in mind that you're like moving forward? This is what I want to do to continue to inspire these kids. Uh, we have we have little games and goals that we have in the future, and um, one thing that we did in the past was we had a periodic table and asked them to memorize it, and we gave them a 3D printed Pokemon. So like the last day we had. I took a call with the kids to see what Pokemon they want 3D printed next. And we do this over at the John Jay building. And I feel like, you know, we should be incorporating like these 3D printed Pokemon into like a little ward system when they actually complete the activity and stuff like that. You know, on top of actually having fun, presenting them with uh, something like that, a little token for the day is pretty cool. It was um, interesting because we let the kids keep the pennies they cleaned, and some of them weren't too enthused and <laughs> left the pennies. But you know, but Pokemon or three D printed Minecraft figure or something like that's pretty cool for the day. All right, Matthew. Well, thank you for coming thank on. You. Thank you for talking to me today. I hope that in the future these days continue to go well. I've heard a lot of excitement and. Uh, Wish you the best. Thank you. Welcome back to Where's the News. We hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, Matthew Kramer, great guy. Uh, Garrett and I are going to write a Humans of RMU about him. I, I learned. Uh, Wait, I thought the collab was the eSports collab. Now, Garrett's doing that on his own. No, that's yours. Uh, oh. that, that's Hedrick. Oh, so you're just collabing with anyone nowadays, Garrett. Uh, it's... Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Us, or not Post-Gazette, Pittsburgh <laughs> Magazine. Pittsburgh Magazine, get it right. Uh, read all read all my articles on Pittsburgh Magazine on the four one two blog. You flimsy yeah. journalist. <laughs> At least I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this is it considered a job? Yeah, where's the news is gonna make it big, Garrett, and then after one point it's gonna be Yo so I am gonna get I'm gonna get fired for like For what? I don't know, you're gonna replace me. Like I was trying to think of somebody who you would replace me with. I'll get replaced by John Hanna. Garrett, I could never replace you, and especially not with John Hanna. No, you'll replace me with uh, Galarisi. No, you're not getting replaced. If any of us leave, where's the news is canceled? I want that to be prefaced now. <laughs> You've been replaced. What is that from? I forget what that's from. This episode's all over the place. Anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah, with the news. Uh, now that that, that interview is done, of course, it signed me out of my own uh, my own account there. It's on me out of my Spotify, which is weird. Thanks. I'm sure it's RMU Secure's Wi-Fi that just didn't want to cooperate with me today. So let me log back in, and we'll get back in there. Oh, wait. Actually, before we dive in too deep, this is something we can just discuss in general, because if you don't know about it, I don't know how you don't. The coronavirus got, like, way worse since last week. Like, way worse. Yesterday, almost 6,000 people in China were infected. I'm not sure how many deaths. I'm going to fact check that right now. I believe right it was now. 200 last time I checked. Yes, it has killed more than 200 people, declaring it a global emergency. Yes, so not good at all. Those people are being quarantined. In the United States, I do not think it is as severe. I believe it's 15 people in the United States. Um, I forget how many it is in the United States. But today we saw the first case of it being transferred through human-to-human contact, at least in the United States. They paid for the upgrade. It was a woman who came back from China, and she came back, I believe, in mid-January. She got diagnosed with the disease, and her husband was diagnosed with it today. So 
apparently it well, can be I don't know if it's like handshaking contact if they're husband and wife it might be like you know hand holding but I mean it's one of those viruses that we're gonna have to keep an eye on it's growing more dangerous I mean to give it a more like campus vibe we got the email oh going. that's right did you pull that up I was thinking about that uh, I didn't pull it up it, I'll pull it up and read it really what it said is that there's no coronavirus on campus However, if you feel like you're getting the symptoms, don't come to class. Like, don't come to class tomorrow. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it was basically, it's pretty self-explanatory. And it's hard because it's a respiratory thing. And, I mean, obviously the common cold isn't anything, literally it's in the name, it's not anything uncommon in for people around this time of the year. So, really just... Well, what does this virus – we know – we talked last episode kind of what this virus does. It's, you know, it affects your respiratory system. But one of the things that I'm finding interesting – because right now we kind of have to treat it kind of lighthearted in a way that's not going to scare people. I feel like that's the biggest thing is not being afraid of it. Yes. It is very contained. We've seen worse. I believe that – I don't know if it was as contagious, but, like, Ebola is a way scarier disease. Yeah, and this is one of those things where you can detect it early on enough that mm-hmm. you can you can combat it. Also, don't go to the hills of China. Um, and I know they're beautiful, but, like, you'll come back with a corona. Yeah, don't do that right now. Find your beach. <laughs> I had to do it at one point. I'm sorry. But, like, in all honesty, some of the solutions for it, really, it depends on the culture you're in. China is not as financially successful as the United States. Mm-hmm. Trump what, is very... Some of the things that combat the coronavirus are like warm water. Like the, the, the things you'd expect. Yeah, warm like water. Like washing your hands. Warm water, washing your hands. Um, surprisingly, if you're drinking alcohol, you're at like a 100% less risk to oh, get it. Oh, no. Well, we're sorry, Nick. Take a shot, get rid of the coronavirus. Oh, man. Our muse email uh, that we mentioned earlier said that the university is monitoring this outbreak and is taking the following measures to ensure that the campus community remains safe from this and other illnesses. Screening individuals in the My Health at School Center for recent international travel. Monitoring U.S. State Department travel advisories in regards to university-related travel or international programs. Reviewing travel history information for any individuals who have reported traveling to and or from China or other impacted areas. And following the current guidance provided by Allegheny County Health Department, American College Health Association, and the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, Some of the symptoms, or it says, here's some more information to help you keep healthy and well for the duration of the current cold and flu season. Which, by the way, the flu is probably killing more people right now than the coronavirus. I think we're up to nine deaths from the flu in Pennsylvania alone. Uh, yeah, the flu is more dangerous. It kills more people per year. It's just that this thing's new. We don't really know everything about it, and it's, like, creeping up on you. Yeah, and I think that's what's scary because we don't know a lot about it. We know a lot about the flu, but everyone's not talking about it. So what's next in the wide world of news? Let's let's get off diseases. Diseases? Well, go straight to Jesus. I think this is worse than a disease. But the New Orleans Saints helped shape accused clergy list victims, lawyers say. 
So the football oh, no. team, yeah, not not good for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they recently came out and said that there, they had minimal involvement in PR on behalf of the Roman Catholics, and the attorneys against them said this goes beyond public relations, accusing the Saints of issuing misleading statements, saying their work for the archdiocese involved only messaging and handling media inquiries as part of the 2018 release of the clergy names. Basically what they're saying is that the saints were involved in deciding whose name would be able to be released, whose name should be left off of the list of the pedophiles in this organization. I had organization, organization seems like a bad uh, word for a religion, but you, you understand my point. They went on to say the Saints appear to have a hand in determining which name should or should or should not have been included on the list, as I mentioned. In order to fulfill this role, the Saints must have known the specific allegations of sexual abuse against a priest and made a judgment call about whether those allegations by a particular victim against a named priest were, in its opinion, legitimate enough to warrant being included on the pedophile list. That list, the Saints involved involvement in it and how accurate it was have become key questions in a controversy that has swirled around the team since news of the emails broke last week. Okay. I got a really, the question that's burning in everyone's mind. Yes. How are the new Orleans saints a part of this process? Well, well, I actually have the answer and that was a rhetorical question. Oh, <laughs> Garrett. Uh, because as soon as you started on this story, I had to go look up what wh what's the relation. So apparently, the news broke last week that the leadership of the New Orleans Saints was there to help as damage control. A lot of it was management, I believe. Um, I don't think like specifically players were involved or anything. Yeah, specifically they were talking about the friendship between the Archbishop in New Orleans and the very religious owner of the saints, Gail Benson. They have a very close relationship. And originally it was about damage control. And the lawyers were like, in this case, were like, Hey, you, you're concealing these crimes for the church with the money you have from the NFL. Like stop it. But then our good old boys at the AP started digging and they found emails. Should have deleted his server. Like the Clintons, and uh, the emails were disturbing, to say the least. There's a lot of emails about meeting with unnamed third parties to remove priests from the pedophile list. Oh, geez. As the plaintiff's lawyer pointed out, if the Saints were involved with making the list, it would mean that people associated with the team weighed in on the credibility of certain accusations or accusers. And as we have found out, they were involved. Yes. Uh, this is coming from Slate, where I'm getting my information. I got mine from USA Today, just for the sake of giving them their uh, their dues. And it's just one of those stories that whenever you told me earlier in the newsroom, I went, what do you mean? The Are you like, are you kidding me? Like, I had to take a double take when I first looked at it, too. I was like, this doesn't seem right. But, I mean, it's disturbing. They're using money to cover up sexual abuse crimes. Uh, if you're a journalism nerd, you've probably seen Spotlight. Yeah, Spotlight's a good movie. If you haven't seen Spotlight, check it out. And, like, this has always been something like a journalist hill to die on almost is the Catholic Church and kids. I come from Catholic school. Hedrick comes from Catholic school. Yes, sir. 
like it's just one of those things that like even when you're in Catholic school, they're like, okay, well now we can't have you near the priest. Before it was, oh, the altar boys go for way ahead of time. Then they were changing them at school. Like you see those changes, and now like, oh, we can't let the football team near the priest because they'll lie about it. There wasn't a whole lot of players involved, but what that does mean is if any of the administration was on that list, there's a good chance they could have removed themselves from any of the reports, even if it wasn't like a priest and just like somebody who was working in the church, they could have removed their name. Yeah. So definitely, definitely scary situation. This, this stuff is always messy and it's, it's painful to watch for sure. I I don't like how gross and sloppy this stuff gets. It's, it's dirty and it's such, two big organizations right obviously the church has a major influence on the world and an nfl team naturally has a big influence as well and they're both just sort of corrupt in some areas and that's scary i mean there was a time whenever people were afraid to have a catholic president yeah they're like oh we can't have a catholic president the catholic president would be too loyal to the church now we have nfl team owners going oh i'll lie for the church yeah, uh, I don't really see what much else to address there, but it's definitely worth noting that this is what's going on, and we should make sure this stuff doesn't happen to the best. It's it's obviously hidden from us with all this. There's not much that can be done, but it's just a shame that it happens, and I wish there was something we could do to stop it. In other news, uh, this is something that happened yesterday, and nothing came of it, but I wanted to share because it was interesting. Two satellites war started out the day there was a one in 100 chance that they could have collided over pittsburgh a couple hours go by and they released that oh there's actually a one in 20 chance that they're going to collide over pittsburgh obviously this is no big deal because had the satellites collided they just would have burnt up in the atmosphere and on they their way didn't down. Um, they didn't collide well not necessarily what do you mean they were big enough satellites that the debris would have fell on the city which I can guarantee you, as somebody who drives in that city, would have made traffic horrible. Well, at least in the article I read, that they had experts saying that, like, oh, no, no big deal. I work oh, in downtown a lot of experts were. Oh, <laughs> traffic, traffic, traffic. A lot of the experts were saying yes. This is like, who, who qualifies as the experts. The, I was looking on Twitter today because that's what I do most of the day. And Twitter never lies. But there were experts, like verified Twitter scientist people. Uh huh. On, scientist people on both sides saying like oh this is what would happen this is what would happen regardless they missed it's just a matter of the weird string of things happening um like actually like dangerous news stories they all seem kind of weird when you read them as headlines like we broke some sort of seal with that bus that's my conspiracy theory of the day <laughs> whenever that bus went in the sinkhole we opened the hole to all the madness the mad dimension Pittsburgh but, is a mad place lately. But one of the big stories going around also that's like, hey, this is like, what's going on? Uh, most people are just reading the headline that says, if you hear a child crying or... Oh, this is help, a really interesting story. It's kind of old, but I think it was in the south side. It's not old. This is like ongoing. This is So at the start of the week, I was under the impression that there were people... It is the south side, correct? Um, I believe it's the south side. It's all over Pittsburgh. It's 
throughout throughout specific areas in Pittsburgh. Can you fact check where that's at for me, and I'll just explain it while yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah. Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> get on it, Garrett. Anyway, people have been reporting hearing what seems like a recording of young children asking for help and infants crying. Oh my lord! And they say that you know they'll call the police, and the police show up, and there's nothing, and they don't know what's going on. In the article that I read for, I, I wrote about I'd this for RMU crying. Live. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to check out RMU Live, by the way, Mondays at 1. Good plug. Yeah. In that, as I was writing that article, uh, one of the, I don't want to say victims, one of the person who heard the crying said that it's done typically in areas where there are a lot of females, and they believe that this is supposed to be an attempt to lure them out of their houses and sort of like entrapment. So that's scary. It's it's a very creepy story. That's one way to put it. Uh, yes, this was on the south side. There were actually some of the people who first reported on this were like college age girls. But also like the universities are saying, don't. Call yeah. the police. Everyone is saying. Because that's a known tactic of people who human traffic is. Yeah. Draw you out of your house with this sound. And it's like, oh, God, somebody's in trouble. And then they just clothesline you. They take you out. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I don't know if we have any uh, pit listeners or Duquesne listeners. but Or female listeners. <laughs> or even female listeners. Um, if you hear anything like this, don't go out. Call the police. If you don't have a baby, don't go looking for one. Yeah, that's that's a good idea too. Babies are expensive, you know. If it sounds like a recording and not a real infant, <laughs> probably not a real infant. That's the note we'll leave it on. But I actually have an A and E story about a baby. Garrett's just running the show today. I don't know if I like what I'm hearing from Garrett. I'm gonna cook you dinner while I'm at it. Yeah. All right. So let's get into A and E. As I said, I have a story about a baby. Now, this one is going to be a real quick one. Oh, the big topic is going to be the uh, the Grammys. Let, let, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I want to talk about... Uh, yeah, you got to talk uh, about the Grammys. Uh, uh, let me talk about the Grammys. <laughs> uh, but I was as I was looking through the, the Grammys and I was looking through other news, I saw the headline, You can now own a life-sized, screen-accurate baby yoda oh i saw this okay for 350 dollars here's the thing about baby yoda all right i nick has a theory that i just like to hate things that are popular (laughs) for the sake of hating them i'm glad you knew exactly where (laughs) i was gonna go i don't i i enjoy like a lot of popular things but i also am annoyed by them right so like take take marvel for example right I like Marvel. They're very popular. I enjoy the movies. I but I don't see like it them. when they're popular. No. But they, they annoy me. The, the the cult behind these things annoys me. But anyway, back, back to the thing. I like The Mandalorian. I think it's a decent show. Decent. I'll Not the best that. thing that's ever made. It's a decent show. But one of the things that I realized that fans were on the internet were sort of uh, defending The Mandalorian with 
was Baby Yoda. And it was like episode two. And they were like, oh my god, it's Baby Yoda. And along with that, it was like, this is the best thing Disney's ever made with Star Wars. No. Just because Baby Yoda's cute doesn't mean the show is good. I mean, a part of what makes the show, like, stand out is Baby Yoda. So they had to make him cute. If he wasn't, then, like... That's that's fine. But if your reasoning is, have you seen The Mandalorian? It's so good. Baby Yoda's so cute. Oh, my God. Hoo, hoo, hoo. No. Get out of here. It's a great space western. I, I think the cinematography with it's fantastic. I like... Uh, I like the characters. Overall, it's I like the the way it's like the uh, the way the sets are done and the way the uh, Nick's gonna make fun of me here, but I like the costumes, the practical effects. I think it's all good. But it it, it <laughs> Nick's chuckling because he knew I'm taking the words right out of your mouth, aren't I? <laughs> but yeah. I really like the way the lighting in scene B thirty two. Hit the Mandalorian's face and in his reflection. I like the lighting in the episode where in the where they're in the prison where ship there's lighting. And it just turns out like the lights turn out and then he's just behind him. One thing like Obi Wan. One thing I have to say is that Bill Burr is in this show, and he does a fantastic job playing the like the the character he's meant to play. He's perfect for. I love it. He's got a little backpack with a gun on it. And it's, I'm like, whoa. Janie's got a gun. That's funny. Oh, man, that's two now. Two songs I got to add in there. <laughs> anyway, it, just because Baby Yoda's cute doesn't mean the show is good. The show is good for other reasons. No. I just feel the plot's weak at some points. I I think it's slow at some points. And the writing feels a little like cliche at points. It's really cliche in every episode but the last episode. Yes, that's, I agree with that. That's based on who was writing it and the director of that episode, yes. which is... Taika Waititi. Yeah. To kind of go over some details about it, even though John doesn't want to buy Baby Yoda, it'll be a one-to-one life-size replica from the show. So, like, roughly up to your, like, lower thigh. It's not Baby Yoda, by the way. It's Yoda's species. Yeah, but Yoda's species. He's called the child. That's cool. The child. The child. That's awesome. But uh, it'll be $350. The child who can allegedly just heal people with the force, even though that's something that... Mm. You can pre-order it today, yeah, and it'll come out in August or October. It'll They'll be sending them out August to October. Uh, it isn't a stuffed toy. It's like a collectible figurine, which oh, is even worse. That's awful. You know how many, like... 45-year-old men are going to buy this thing and be like, let's put this figurine in the basement. I don't like the way you said that about a baby. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, so Build-A-Bear is doing like a Baby Yoda thing. Like, that's kind of, I, well, like, yeah, I that, dig that, right? That one's Little 25 bucks. Little kid getting bucks. a Baby Yoda, that's kind of cool. That's 25 bucks, and all, in all honesty, I'd probably buy it. It's cool looking. The Build-A-Bear? Yeah. I mean, it's... Jerry, you're going to go buy a Build-A-Bear? If I have, like, money to... Here, we'll restart that. We had to pause the episode because Garrett actually let, accidentally let an F-bomb slip. We now resume to your originally... Originally. <laughs> oh, if, Reginald. If I, if I have money to just throw out, maybe. I'm not going to go out and buy a Build-A-Bear. I was passing by Build-A-Bear the other day in the Robinson Mall. I thought Build-A-Bear was dope. <laughs> 
when I was little, I walked in there and thought I was really cool. And then the lady's like, give it a hug. And I was like, give a what? You gotta she talk go- into its heart and make a She's wish. like, she goes, give, give it a hug. And I'm like, okay, now you're losing me. I just wanted this really soft stuffed animal because I'm eight. But okay. I kind of also want to buy a baby Yoda just to do mean oh, things. Be very to it. careful what you're about to say now. I want to do mean things to it, like light it on fire. What? What? <laughs> what? Content. For where's the news? We light Baby Yoda on fire. What? That's not even good content. I think we're going to end the episode anarchy. a bit abruptly tonight. <laughs> what, what? What is wrong with you? Anyways, let's get off this topic. Yeah, uh, you ruined it. <laughs> what, would you not buy like a Baby Yoda just to dropkick it? Not that's what I was waiting for the entire... No. I was waiting for the Mandalorian to just take Baby Yoda and dropkick him. Garrett, one of these days, I'm going to be sad and alone in an apartment barely scraping by to pay off the lock and load that I had for lunch today. Do you think that I'm going to have the money to just toss on a Build-A-Bear Baby Yoda? Get out of here. Just so I can dropkick and be like, no. I buy enough stupid things. You're absolutely right. So the 2020 Grammys. Is Funko Pops? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of those things. Uh, I can't even make this argument because of how many... I, I, whatever. Let's talk about the 2020 Grammys. Yes. They came, they went. There were a few issues that people had with them, but there was one winner. One god among the musicians. Okay. Nick, how about you tell us who God is? Excuse me? God is a woman. It was Ariana Grande. Woo! No. Ah. It was actually Satan. <laughs> the devil herself. Just Record of the year. Bad guy. Winner. Billie Eilish. <laughs> Album of the year. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Billie Eilish. When we all fall asleep. Song of the year. Bad guy. Billie Eilish. Best new artist. Billie Eilish. She cleaned up every category. Best vocal pop album. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Oh, who sings that? Billie Eilish. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I don't think she gets a genre. I mean, we, we kind of discussed this in Rock and Rhetoric class, and that's why he brings this up. No, no, I, I thought this even beforehand. Like, even before we... I don't know what she falls under. Yeah, like, I would say pop, not, but... She, but she's pop not is, pop. Like, pop is pop. Her beats music. are pop. I would say. I don't know. Most of them well, are... No, no, no. Pop just means popular music. Pop isn't like a yeah. genre. It's not like... For as much as like people... It's both, but... Rock isn't just We talked about pop. this. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. <sighs> but like rock has a clear sound to it. You, you can identify, hey, this is a rock song. Hey, this is a metal song. Billie Eilish doesn't really have that. Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> that was so good. Okay, listen. I uh-huh. I I was skeptical at first with Billie Eilish. When that album came, I liked Ocean Eyes. I liked her voice. And then I was like, okay. And she put out that first album. And I was like, I'd listen to her again. I'll, I'll give it a quick shuffle. And I listened to the whole thing. And I wasn't sure how I felt. I put it away for a couple months. Nick fell in love with it. And <laughs> one night I just sort of 
stumbled upon it again, and I gave it another listen. And I was like, I, I still don't know, but I think I like what she's trying to do. I think it's different, and I'm enjoying listening to it, and I kind of want to see where she goes with her music from here. Do I think it's the best thing since sliced bread? No. I, I think the awards really kind of focused on, hey, she's doing something unique. Yeah. She's an interesting artist. We want to see more out of her. So, like, out of, think about artists this year. Has there really been great music this no. year? No. Like, even they didn't list on either uh, rap. Senorita came out. Like, they didn't list it in rap. Sean Mendez. Oh, I don't know uh, Sean Mendez. And what's her name? Uh, oh, my Lord. It's not. I don't think Post Malone was in any of these categories. Which is surprising. Because Hollywood's Bleeding is a phenomenal album. I it's like that good. album a lot. Yeah. It's good. It's a good time. Best oh, Camilla Cabello, because they're dating. But maybe this is the sign. Or that... we're dating. I don't know. Look at Best this Rock gets Album nominees. <laughs> Best rock <laughs> album was between Bring Me the Horizon, Cage the Elephant, The Cranberries, I Prevail, and Rival Sons. I like The Cranberries. Wasn't that a posthumous release, though, because she died? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's... that's well, bring Me the Horizon. Like, mm-hmm. None of these bands are really great. Who's releasing an album in 2020? Ozzy Osbourne. Green Day. Okay. Day. <laughs> Ordinary Man is fantastic. Last week I didn't know about it, and then I listened to it as soon as we were done recording. I love it because I don't know, man. I, I still have a really soft spot for his older song, Dreamer. <laughs> I dream my life away. Now, we always ask, like, how is Ozzy still doing this, or why is he still well, doing this? Well, he just this? said he accepts that he doesn't have much longer to live. Yeah, it's that's it's, kind of sad. It's a powerful song. I, I really, I really like it. I mean, the entire album is about how he didn't even want to be famous, which is the most rock metal thing you can do. That's your magnum. The opus. minute he sings a song about Sharon taking the kids, when the, we've completed the Holy Grail. When the lights go down, it's That's just, just an empty I'm stage. Home. Oh, that, what if he that did hurts. a what if he did a cover of a Billie Eilish song? <laughs> Billie when Eilish, we all fall asleep, collapse. <laughs> no, no, bury a friend. Because that's when they say, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Imagine his whiny voice singing that line. Where I could go? dig where a we Billy- all <laughs> fall asleep. I could dig a Billy Then, it, then it just collab. gets a really majestic, where do we go? <laughs> Something like that. That kind of sounds like Axl Rose and Welcome to the Jungle, but. So another, or no, Sweet Child of Mine, my bad. Another category that we've expressed interest on the show, Best Rock Performance. Aerosmith and Post Malone at the VMAs. <laughs> that performance is ridiculous. And 21 Savage <laughs> saying, a women always asking where the soap at. <laughs> the winner was This Land by Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark Jr. is amazing. I love uh, Gary Clark Jr. She, uh, the other nominees were Pretty Waste by Bones UK, History Repeats by Brittany Howard. The woman, one that played hockey here? I don't, I don't think so. Oh. Woman by Karen O and Danger Mouse, and Too Bad by Rival Sons. So I think to sort of conclude this one, Billie Eilish ran the Grammys. She did. Nick mm-hmm. loves Billie Eilish. Don't I say it like that. I'm a fan of her music. He's a fan. I don't know if I would say I'm a fan, but I'm definitely interested, and I like what seeing what she offers. Garrett, what do you think? 
Let's get your opinion on Billy, and then we'll move on because you've been kind of quiet about her. Billy, I like her. You like her? I, she's one of those artists that I listen to from time to time when I'm looking for something different. Yeah, but I, it's the same way. She's on twenty four seven lo fi hip hop beats to chill and study to the playlist. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you you've seen that playlist. with that. Let's wrap this up, starting with... Who are we starting with? Who are we starting with? Who's going first? Nick. Sports Network launches on February 3rd. Some people don't know that. So February 3rd. Hey, hey, February 3rd. February 3rd, we're going to have a brand new sports site. Check it out. Hedrick's been working on that a lot. Also, check out Stranded because that's Nick's baby. Garrett. Uh, We got a Humans of RMU. We've got another esports article in the work. If I can get around to doing that, I just got to reach out to the person. Uh, of course, Pittsburgh Magazine, I've been working on some things. We did an article on Terry Bradshaw, who totally killed Dale Earhart Sr. Uh, we also have an article about uh, Junior Achievement that'll be going out tomorrow after this, and I wrote about the mascot skate. Uh, yeah, we will also have a package coming out about the mascot skate um, very soon. So that'll be... <laughs> Something multimedia-wise you can look forward to with news. Also, I have an article coming up to complement the interview that we played earlier on in the podcast with Matthew Kramer. You can read more from him and see a couple other interviews that uh, took place in regards to that topic. We also have an SGA recap coming up. So if you are an RMU student and you didn't get to catch that one, you can check that out. I have a couple. You want to mention the big one? Which big one? about the meal plans oh so rmu has been with so there was a resident housing office something like that i I can't think of the exact name off the top of my head they held a meeting on wednesday night talking about changes rmu planned on making to their meal plans and i sat down with jonathan potts the university's pr guy today and he elaborated a little bit more on what was going on there students are petitioning so we will see where this goes this should be an ongoing story but for the full details that should be up within it should be up by the end of tomorrow because i'm not going to drag my feet on this one uh which this will it'll probably be up by the time this podcast is up so definitely check that out um see what's going on there i sat down with the captain of the moon police department yesterday to learn more about opioids in the moon township area and how they deal with them. That was an interesting interview. Probably one of the favorites that I've done throughout my entire career. That's going to be a longer piece to write. We have a bunch of, a bunch of pieces to one big puzzle that's going to come out with this article. And I'm very excited for it. I think that's about it. All the bigger ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Sonu attended my bed. Sonu attended an open house for something for the School of Business last night. I know she wrote that article. Jonah Hoy, who typically writes for Garrett, decided he wanted to try his hand at news and attended socialism or living in a socialist dream that was hosted by the College Republicans. I believe he's going to write about their perspective, what they presented, and also reach out to College Democrats 
on campus and see their rebuttal. So overall, how are you still talking? <laughs> <laughs> overall, we're pretty busy this week. That's all I think I have. Nick came in just as we were wrapping it up. So with that being said, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us.